So, Randy, you want to narrate what happened for anybody who's listening to our, you know, the audio <laughs> portion of the podcast? What are we rolling? Are we in? Oh, okay. uh, hey, hey, we hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome to another Corridor Cast. I am trying to lift a chair with my foot. You're pulling the Jake into a song. I don't believe my eyes. All right, there we go. <laughs> Y'all probably saw the thumbnail or read the title and saw that Ian Hubert was here. So, <laughs> so here he is. Hello. <laughs> Not clickbait. <laughs> this is video also. Yeah, if people want to watch on YouTube. Deal. Yeah, but like, just yeah. tell us if you want us to cut anything out or if you say anything and you're like, I take that back, just say it out loud. We'll try to catch that. And then we will actively <laughs> ignore it and upload it. No, no, no. We've, <laughs> we've cut out so much from these podcasts. No one would... <laughs> no one's the wiser I, that's not true at all i was about to say it's like that's not remotely true <laughs> i know, I, know I, you, I just say it to get people's you know i i've only pulled that card one time two years ago wasn't it because like we started with like a rant that's like something we'd already touched upon a bunch and then like and then the podcast started somehow after that and it was like really good we're like we have this like little five minute chunk at the beginning like has nothing to do with what we talked about so let's just take it out no i was talking about something else oh okay, okay. why well, doesn't you- exist anymore so it's okay I already made this joke earlier today, but I said that Peter has fled the <laughs> studio in anticipation of Ian's arrival. Obviously, wanna... there's a grudge. There's, there's a there's competitive, you know, Dude, creator there. clash boxing match. Ian Peter, do we'll it. Get, we'll get each other someday. Just make two, two IK rigs and blender and have them fight. <laughs> yeah. I love, I'm so excited to short. Yeah, uh, let me see a short a while back. Mm-hmm. Scooty. I'm so excited it's finally coming out. Yeah. Scooty. Yeah. It's yeah. just. Have like, we announced anything about that yet? No. No. Cool. Not... It's coming out at some point. <laughs> Is that a secret? No, no. not anymore. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> that just adds intrigue. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's a secret. Good, and it's a really good demonstration of just like what modern tools can do. And then like the ending just pushes everything to the point where I forgot that there's tools and techniques being used. It's just all of these. It's the thing we're talking about on uh, uh, React, where there's these quick transitional cutaways, where it's like, wait a second, that conveyed a lot of information to me, but you had to construct every single bit in this, and I just like accepted it as like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's really, I'm excited to see it again. It's yeah. Wild. So a lot of things just got mentioned here. First off, you are on an episode of VFX Arts React with us today. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. going to be coming out at some point. We just filmed it today. Um, also, Peter's short film that he spent a year working on called Scooby A year Games. is longer than that. Much longer than that. At least two years, if not longer. Okay. I'd say <laughs> yeah. over three. I would, I, I would I say four four decades. years. I think it's I think three is the he was yeah. posting the guy on the scooter like kind of rolling around like years ago. Well, this was yeah. all part of his like senior thesis at college. Really? Yeah. He went to Yeah, he went to school. But he did he skip out at the end? He dropped out a month before <laughs> graduating. Peter, I hope you don't mind us sharing your life story with everybody on the internet. No, I think, no, I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's I, important. I'm not gonna, I can't speak on that. Huh? I don't know. I think it's important to have artists share their stories of uh, their education. So that second hand, though. Second, yeah, second, second hand. Hearsay <laughs> of, of someone else's life story. Because it's, I think it's important. Yeah. But when you say that Peter fled, he literally got onto an airplane over the weekend to go to India. Oh, and I wish I could. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about him too much, but. How how he fled whew, is a whole story too. I mean, but I think what that's, do you mean? that's where it gets private. I think it's I think we're going to deep he into fled? His, He his left personal. after a wedding and drove from L.A. to San Francisco at freaking midnight. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Now now, I advised against it, but 
<laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't want to talk about it too he made much it. more. He ma- the point is we were checking in on him hourly and he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Ian, you were also at this wedding over the weekend for the beautiful Clinton Jones. And Kim. Yeah, she was there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, no, a, that was such a that was such a good wedding. Yeah. It was friend weddings are always the best. So ones. happy. And I know. Like, hey, all my friends are here. This is really nice. I know. It's like, oh <laughs> man. Like, why don't we, guys? Why don't we just get together and do this like all the time? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, cause, but I, that's that was my feeling too. It's like all the hard work, or you you do, or whatever you, whatever you're striving towards, like moments like those, are kind of like the payoff. So yeah, uh, I think it's pretty cool and special. But guys, I'll rent the little ranch with the nice, you know, Christmas tree lighting. You bring the, the photo bus, bus or photo booth and like <laughs> it's like a dance floor. It'll dance some 90s hits. Let's yeah. yeah. It. Sometimes you go to a friend's party and they have like, don't worry. Don't worry. I already got a bunch of beer. <laughs> you know, it, this is it's like the cool version of that where, it's, <laughs> where there's an expectation to dress up nicely, <laughs> you know, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's elevated. Yeah. I've been wanting to set up my projector in my backyard. Uh, just up on the side of my house. Oh yeah, and and have like a smash tournament. <laughs> one one day I'll get that going. <laughs> one day, nice. Ian, uh, you're you hail from like the the northern forests, right? Mm-hmm. The northern forests. The northern forest territory. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you have been working on this this series called Dynamo since we were children. Since we were children. Yeah. Actually, when did you? I've See, it's weird because I feel like I saw art that you made way back in the day on like 3dtotal.com because I believe is like, when did you start working with Blender? It's, was it when possible. he was a child? He just said this, Nico. <laughs> so I started I'm working sorry. with Blender in 2004. I started working on Dynamo in like 2007, started writing random ideas and sketchbooks. Wow. I just I vaguely remember somebody doing these sci-fi landscapes in Blender and they would mainly do it through booleans way back in the day. Well, that was Bryce 3D probably. Was it Bryce, maybe. Nah, this is like, it wasn't that. This could early. be somebody, not me. <laughs> but then like, I, I associate, associate that with you because I think around the same time as when I saw your first Dynamo stuff you started working on. Oh, interesting. But I don't know. Yeah, I've been doing it, doing it for a minute. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to have a project that's evolved kind of with me. Mm-hmm. Just kind of something where it's like, it's always representative of wherever I'm at. Yeah. Um, I've never everything that I've released so far has always been trying to be part of like the setting the stage that I've never actually gotten to like the plot of the story I was trying to do after like in fact this is the 10 year anniversary like 10 years ago to the day I was in Amsterdam like shooting a thing for the Blender Institute. I was about to say I remember that film and, and it got attention and I was getting like you know the, the people calling me like hey well, would you want to come to LA and make a whatever and I was like no no I'm gonna go back to Seattle and work on my my personal stuff you know gonna see how far I can push that and after a decade I can say I've released 40 minutes. Of, <laughs> I'm averaging about 40 minutes per decade. And that is a uh, I'm like, yeah, but someday I'll figure out the formula to like speed things up so I can do more than that, which is where every time I see like Sam just demoed his uh, virtual production setup or your guys's virtual production setup. And I'm just like so jealous that I'm like, you can- I'll, I'll just literally send you the parts list of like the bare bones setup for what you need. And then when you get it, just call me and I'll just walk you through. I would love that. So I even have this because it's because like it looks crazy. And yes, it's crazy because I have like all these extra features on there right now. But if you're just on a green screen and you want to track camera and you don't want to deal with the BS of normal green screen tracking. Super easy. It's super easy to deal with. 
my whole like workflow and even aesthetic right now is kind of around like I'm shooting everything wide. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who films some stuff for like Terrence Malick and he's like, we're filming everything on 12 millimeter because it like it shows the person relative to like the environment and it just makes it feel that much more immersive. And I'm like, yeah, and you'd get all the tracking markers. You could ever <laughs> yeah. dream. So I'm like, <laughs> never that's what I'm markers. doing now. Um, yeah. And you just do the traditional, you know, computational tracking. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just like tell it to find, you know, points of contrast and I'll brute force it and delete all the bad ones. Mm-hmm. But I've even like gotten to just like, you just need eight points. <laughs> Do you guys remember the first time you put video footage that you shot into a timeline and you started cutting it together? And then you got to that point where you realized that it looked and sounded nothing like what you had imagined when you shot it. You thought it was going to be Top Gun. You thought it was going to be a movie of epic proportions or probably something like that. At least that's how I was. Filmmaking is a painstakingly detailed process where you need all sorts of different things to combine in a single video picture image to give people the emotion and the style and the taste that you are going for in your story. And one of the best ways that we help that process around here at Quarter Digital is by using today's sponsor, Storyblocks. Storyblocks is like your best friend when it comes to video creating. It's got everything you need. High quality 4K B-roll, images, audio, motion graphics, After Effects templates, and more. And you can get them all royalty-free, unlimited, with their unlimited all-access plan. You download it, you put it in your footage and into your film. It's really that easy. I wish I could explain how much more difficult this process was years ago when resources like Storybox were not available. You can work creatively almost in real time. You know when your software program freezes and you gotta restart it or reboot it or it glitches out and it it stops that process of thought where you are literally creating at the speed of thought in process. Well, Storybox helps you do that. That's what happens in every video. It's never just pointing a camera at something and filming. Even this right here isn't just that. So anyways, huge thanks to Storyblocks for always coming through and sponsoring this podcast and and sponsoring what we do here at Corridor Digital. Uh, If you're interested, head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast or click the link in the description below. That's storyblocks.com slash corridorcast and uh, get your best friend for video creating. It's really great. Thanks for listening. And now let's get back to the podcast. What's like, you know, because, you know, you started doing this so long ago. And I feel like you have the really same like kind of goal that we really shared, which is like, I want to make it look like these crazy things I'm seeing. I'm just kind of doing it by myself, but I feel like computers should make it easy somehow. So I'm going to explore the tools and like, you know, little by little, everything evolves at the same time. Like, so now where you, where you are and like the visuals you're making, the stuff you're putting out compared to like how you were doing it back then to you, what's been like the biggest shift that you've seen in all that time? Wow. Um, honestly, the past few years have been, absolute bananas it was always yeah. getting better you could always kind of render more but like with the the modern gen- generation of gpus just like there was always this separation where you'd set things up and then you'd hit render and you'd wait to see how the materials and lighting and the compositing and all of that looked. and now the fact that like it can just be feeding it to you live yeah. means that it doesn't feel as if there's like all right i'm telling a thing to do a thing and it's doing a thing it feels <laughs> so much more like you're reaching your hand and you're like i can just it's just doing whatever i want it to do and that's made it feel so much more like play. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the thing that like, like real artists as in like people who work with paint and clay. And oh, yeah. I feel like that's where they're like, yeah, well, I don't work with the computer. This stuff is real time. And like once computers have reached that, now you're like, oh, this is what they're talking about. 
it's like that same sensation yeah <laughs> play and it's a different part it triggers a different kind of part of of the brain it's a whole different way of thinking about stuff and like being able to set uh set up complicated node things where you can set up like rules for like okay above a certain point i want to switch to like this type of material doing this except with this is like i don't know it's You're right. um that's a really interesting way of thinking about it because that was like the that's like the biggest problem when you like are starting out with high-end software and you don't really know what you're doing and you hit render and it takes a long time to go <laughs> you know it's like it's like it's like less artistry but more like guesswork in a way mm-hmm. you know it's like you could paint a picture or why don't we program this huge like paintball gun array to like shoot it out like what's going to take longer to do it's like <laughs> just painting it or programming this thing to go and like oh crap (laughs) half the ball shot in the wrong direction you know i mean when i started learning 3d rendering and stuff like that i was using mental ray in 3ds max and i just i couldn't get it it was like all these different settings for global illumination all these things it's like there's sliders more numbers is more accurate but more time to render and i i I don't know it was a lot for me to figure out and it, it was it was a huge challenge but when i started learning rendering on octane render mm-hmm. it changed everything because it's like you just turn it on and it just works and now because the rendering was just working i didn't have to worry about it too much suddenly i was able to really start learning more about how textures work how channels on, on textures work and how lighting interacts with stuff like that because i wasn't having to worry about how to render a shot i know and like those early renderers like mental ray and stuff like they come like defaulting mm. to like the worst settings <laughs> like they're not the fastest settings they're not the best looking settings they're just like arbitrary settings where it's like instantly it's like you want to do anything good you instantly have to learn all all these dumb <laughs> all settings the yeah, yeah, yeah. and tweak them back to something that's either you know you skew it towards performance or quality you know and mm-hmm. but it's at neither at its beginning you know mm-hmm. i don't know that was real that was really frustrating i'm glad those days are gone <laughs> but yeah like rendering has been huge um i love all of the the photo scanning and machine learning able to like just ex- uh abstract stuff and like extract stuff and turn it into something else and like mm-hmm. just play with reality all of those tools are, are wild i think the yeah machine learning stuff like the weird capturing volumes of spaces and things are gonna blow everyone's mind um did you guys get in the mid journey yet oh what? yeah dude I, I have a full subscription and everything uh, is it cool <laughs> I've made hundreds of images. Midjourney is this uh, AI image generator that's very good. You can make very specific images. If you've seen, if Dolly I've seen too, those it's crazy, the same thing. like brain exploding, like AI. It's like a step below. Do you have demonstrations, Ren? Dolly too. It's right? the same thing. I don't think. Well, I, I, everything I've seen from it looks like better than like Dream. That like Wombo. Yeah. App. I don't. I, is it Dolly 2? If it's Dolly 2, it might just be an implementation. It's of, an implementation of Dolly. But not the I, model I can't speak that they specifically. They, they don't <clears> want to <throat> share too much information about it just yet, but it's a Discord bot that basically <laughs> is just running. You, you feed it anything. For instance, uh, Existential Crisis Looney Tunes. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did a few uh, DBZ ones here. Uh, Goku as a nonprofit CEO. Wow. <laughs> That's actually and, uh, really good. Here's the other DBZ one. Obama as a DBZ character. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh no. Can you do And there's so many How I, fast I, is it? Can you do it's one? Pretty for, fast. For it's pretty right fast. Now? It's can pretty you, fast. Can you do Ian Hubert as a DBZ character? Oh my gosh. I did one uh, uh Iron Man space. as a baby. 
but I missed, wow. I, I, I had a typo and I wrote, I ran man as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, I ran man. Um, um, probably my favorite is uh, one of these. It was like Surprise Pikachu Grim Reaper. Wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. And you can wow. you can put any sort of like art style. Have like, you seen people saying octane render at the end of their pictures to make them look like cool photo real renders? So oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's a thing that people do now. So, so I, I was talking it. about this with Ian too the other day, and it's like, wait a second, this can do a lot of the busy work of like you can you can so like I know you put a ton of work into like okay, convenience store, stickers, posters, wall, you know, like all that deep micro detail, but this can like it seems like it, it can help fill in the gaps of some of that asset generation of like mm-hmm. oh shoot how do i find like like a something of this style of a convenience store banner you can like get mock-ups of that quick if it's not you know something that's too important to your story or something but still oh at least keeps it in the right same style you know i like to think like what's after like imagine okay can do this in 2d what if it gets combined with some 3D infrastructure? So yeah. then you can get like it's gonna get crazy. Dolly yeah. for 3D models. An environment like just that you can drop straight into Unreal Engine, like yeah. just by typing it into a it's prompt. Just a I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's just it's what's ma- after that. We're gonna hit a point where people are literally just generating their entertainment on the fly. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it's the, gonna be very the joke crazy. is, you're like, what do you want to watch tonight, babe? It's like I don't know. Really wish there was a new Iron Man movie out, but I wish it was like a cool mashup with like the Titanic. You know, and you're like, yeah. all right, uh, Iron Man, Titanic, romance action film. And then it goes, and it's just, there's <laughs> playing content. And, and then the next hour Apple and a half watch. of your life is watching that movie. And it's got like a decent intro, middle and end. And your Apple Watch like senses your pulse and like, <laughs> here we go. Your retinas. <laughs> sure. Here we go. So you can tell if you like it. If you like it, it's like, we'll just keep we'll going in that direction. Longer than not like yeah, it. the temperature. It it's got the temperature slider <laughs> yeah. there that's constantly going up and down. So this is, I think. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. I know this is. I don't want to turn this into an AI episode. Hey, do you want to see Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a Mortal Kombat character? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I tried that one too because that was a great prompt. <laughs> his chest is his face. Yes. <laughs> For everyone, yes. even everyone watching right now, I apologize because you can't see the yeah. the images we have. Maybe there's a way to like. It's what it sounds Drop like. Drop them in, yeah. So it's okay. exactly what it sounds like. That's what it does. So everyone, okay. So okay, if an AI made Avatar, would people say the same? Like, or what if I revealed to you that an AI had made Avatar, you know, or something like that? It's like, oh, it's like, oh, I get it. It's like a recycled storyline, but with some new graphics or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know that. That thought process is applied so frequently in so many other places. You take I mean, music, what human beings do in general. Like that's the concept. You you're inspired from stuff. Like in in music, there's only so many. There's a finite amount of notes on a piano. So if you're writing in that scale or not on like using those those in intervals of notes, like there's only so many progressions and chords and stuff that people generally use. You know, mm-hmm. there's the majority of songs are you know a, one of you know I don't know couple dozen patterns effectively right they calculate it there can only be at max like 1700 songs yeah, something like and we're that. gonna run out probably <laughs> but like it goes back to that we, this weird thing where you know i'm like oh yeah all the ai text generation it's just recycled bs being spat back to you i'm like that's already a lot of things actually yeah so what is the difference between that and a human doing it. A human does something new, hopefully. And everyone's like, like but when's the last time any of us made anything that wasn't just kind of like but what does new phone take on a rehashed 
What does new thing. even mean? Like a darker Batman? <laughs> you know, is that new now? Like I've made it even darker. And you, you're like, watch this. And you turn your AI like the darkest Batman movie. And then it comes out and it's like, ooh, that's new. <laughs> that's 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 original. I've yet to see a Batman go that dark. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's very dark. <laughs> but, but like that's all that's effectively like all it is, you know what I'm saying? They're like, gonna burn out and just be like, they're we're all gonna give up on media by the time we're 30. Not, like yeah, if you're exactly. born five years from now. I know, because like you look at the Matrix and you're like, why is that original? It's like you know trapped in a simulation as a concept has been around is it well directed yeah obviously cool story sure but like ultimately from a conceptual standpoint it's 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 the it's an excellent execution of a concept that already exists right you know what i'm saying so like you can you can't like to play devil's advocate you can say it's recycled you can say it's not 100 percent new what's new about it is like the novel execution of it well it's like the concept of like you can all read the same sheet music, but you perform it differently. You know, mm. every performance is unique. Yeah. So I suppose that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Anyways, weird. <laughs> I'm against it. Darker. <laughs> I'm just I want to see the darkest Ian, Batman. I can't movie. believe you would share such a hot take. I know. I know. I just I, I am. <laughs> tell us. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that feels as if like. We can do, you know, the whole like, but should we like, all right, we can type in anything and create like a picture like that's cool. But what does that? I feel like the purpose of art is, you know, the the idea of you're trying to reach across a divide like it's, you know, trying to find humanity, even if like you're like alone, you can like read a book or something and feel as if like you're oh no picking up something that like somebody else has put down. Yep. And if you get rid of that, it is just distraction. It is just they're I providing it's, it's a way between to content just, and art, I guess. Yeah, it's just it is turns the difference it between content and art into content. And I feel like if every show you watch is the best show you've ever seen because it's calibrated exactly to you and your viewing habits and it's reading your pulse and all of that. But you're only ever watching it like alone. That's like that almost gets rid of yeah. what art was like supposed to. If art is supposed do. to be a form of expression and a, a, a different like tool for communication an AI takeover of that is basically a, like a disservice to humanity. And what I hate is that it's going to work. <laughs> they, w it could generate, you know, the best movie you've ever seen or like whatever. And so why would it it'd be like, why would I ever watch a thing that wasn't perfectly calibrated to whatever my chemical state and what I want to watch exactly right now. And it's like, because like, we're already so separated by like this 10,000 years of human evolutions change within, like since we were teenagers, mm -hmm. like this, giant additional variable of like you never have to talk to anyone again and you're going to be like happy like, what does that do i just i don't think we're quite like we <laughs> need to like raise some kids in like you know an island with it and just see what they do first <laughs> before we release it on mankind yeah everybody's definitely a pioneer on this frontier but i also know it's like that's a very you know, like, you know fearful old man take but it is but it's true it is true yeah i've seen a lot of technologies growing up that maybe weren't the best for mankind but it poked the right like chemical buttons and so we're like yeah we're all we're all doing this cancel culture cancel. <laughs> well, just like i look at my phone i will sit at any button. moment and like look at my phone for i get pooped and i'm just like all right phone time just Dude, like I'll, scrolling time although, to doom scroll i although, wish i didn't do yeah. that if it does work out if, the, if this future works out it'll be i'll let's at least have like a cool chat where we send each other like 
prompts that were, <laughs> we thought were really funny for these AI films, you know, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Mortal Kombat, re, re, you yeah. know. And like, like, yo, here's my hashtag. And it's like, oh, nice. And now you, I pull that up. I'm like, dude, this, you, this dude, is Dude, type in this hex code. No, but that becomes the art again. The prompt. That would be the art. The is prompt the, yeah. is the prompt art. Masters. The prompt masters. <laughs> prompt masters. Did you see his prompts for the feed? Dude, load up some of his prompts on your feed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the Academy Award for the best prompts goes to... Nico for... Shared, shared three billion... Yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mortal Kombat character Unreal Engine 5 <laughs> shared by 3 billion people uh, Bravo <laughs> How did you do it? I feel like right now just, there's just, a... just typing in random stuff and this one was kind of funny and... <laughs> I feel like it's human nature to de- to like crave and desire human touch, right? Like not physical human touch, but like the human elements. Well, sometimes it's physical. And, well, sure. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying with all this AI stuff generating these things, it's like it the, the novelty factor is still high because mm-hmm. this is new. It's crazy. Wait, a person didn't actually create this thing? It looks amazing. That's going to wear off in, in the not so distant future. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, yeah. Machines make everything. What's the big deal? It's great I for think memes. there's going to be like a, a dream. Like well, you wake up and you're like, I just had the craziest dream, and it's like, yeah, but it's very hard to like. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, everybody else would be like, I did what? It's like what I have it? my own like that I watch. Yeah. Like I don't want to hear about your yeah. AI movie. But exactly. at the same time, it's like I don't know. Maybe this is just me trying to grasp onto this hope. But I, I feel like going forward, there's still going to be like a certain element of wanting to have that sort of personal touch on things like we were just talking we're talking about this ai stuff and yet we're really talking about the prompt masters <laughs> you know it's like it's the Dude, prompt that wait. we were getting interested in. we were interested in the actual art not the content and if you reconsider this future now but with prompt masters as a factor does it change your outlook no because they would be at the top and it's just like the next stage of like you know this this code masters neuromancers they would all cyber poets drunk on their power definitely control well, everyone they like that's the other thing too is like you combine that with like all of the analytics being able to control you for ads <laughs> stuff. And they're just like, it's too much. They understand us too much. They just make us their slaves with these great like Amazon movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I. Dude, I feel like Amazon and Netflix movies and shows are basically already this. They kind they're, of are. They're like, it's prompt masters already. <laughs> That's like the vibe I get. That's why Just, you don't but watch it's still very analog. Them. People are still making the movies. People and are shows. still making them, but like <laughs> it feels like somewhere there's behind the scenes, there's a prompt master who's making the scripts with GPT three or something like that. <laughs> I've been watching so many just bizarrely good shows lately that I've been wondering, like, did they do it? Did they like figure out how to just make good shows, ludicrously good shows? Because every show I'm watching is just like this is the best television. I I've think ever they seen. probably did. Honestly, this is. I think they cracked. I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, it sounds ridiculous to say, but I think, generally speaking, they're kind of like, yeah, this is how you make a good TV show. You do these things. Like, it's hard to do, and you need skilled craftsmen. You need a lot of money, but it's A, B, C, D with the list. And everyone's like, damn, look at that TV show. Yeah, it's, it's like, like for dozens of decades, people were searching how to do a backflip, you know? And <laughs> someone figured it out. Now, I mean, you can learn how to do one. Yeah. And it's just you follow those simple steps. It's hard. <laughs> where you can execute it perfectly right now i mean don't pull a muscle in your stomach like i did 
They got yeah. like YouTube videos. Tummy right? muscle. Tummy muscle. Yep. <laughs> I heard my tummy muscle. What if we muscle. couldn't leave this room until one of us learned how to do a front flip? A front flip? Back flip. Back Man, flip. Which one's harder? Mm. Front flips and back flips at the same time. Front flip, front flips and back flips at the same time. <laughs> is that still our Twitter? Like, yeah, it's still. Oh man, <laughs> it's, <okay. laughs> it's like we made when we made our Twitter account. No, it was it was on the description of the Corridor Digital YouTube oh, that's page. Right. That's right. If you, you can literally go on the Wayback Machine on the internet and <laughs> and pull up 2010 Corridor Digital, and that's what it says. Oh I man, guess, those are the golden days when you could have a custom background and everything. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can you not anymore? No. Oh, you mean it was actually like the, like back. the whole you styled page. the whole page. Yeah. It was like a MySpace page back then. Yeah. It was ah, HTML, so HTML coding for everything. <laughs> so much cooler, personally. Personally, I think that's way cooler. Yeah. I had this like halftone pattern. You couldn't read anything. It was <laughs> chaos. Dude, I love that. Just like every graphic design element goes. <laughs> There's no theme across our site because everyone can do it themselves. I do feel that the barrier to entry for creating high-level stuff obviously has been dropping over the last decade or more, but I feel like the rate at which it is dropping is increasing as well, especially with all the AI mm -hmm. stuff. So it's like, it's part of the reason why I'm here today, like at Corridor and whatnot, is because from the beginning, after I graduated college with a completely different like degree in, in path in life, but I, I was wanting to do visual effects and filmmaking, but I didn't want to be just like some random name at the end of the credits of a movie. Nothing against those people. I just like I wanted to have the creative control to do what I wanted to do. And you, I was at the time, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you're reading about how like robots are going to take all our jobs. Mm -hmm. It's like every job eventually will get replaced by like some sort of robot. So it's like, OK, what can I do to ward that off as long as possible? creative decision making so everything in my <laughs> life has always been trying to like put myself into a uh, position to make creative decisions rather than being just a generic artist who does things that eventually you i mean you are the tool in a lot of those situations you know and though any tool can be replaced with a more efficient tool down the line but i i'm hoping that it, it's going to be a long time before the actual creative decisions are taken over or like mm -hmm. the good ones, the main <clears> ones, the big ones. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. But like this whole idea of the, of the prompt master here, it's like there's still a prompt master pulling the strings on these puppets. I think these prompts, whatever happens, what you really want to have happen at the end of the day is you want to just empower <clears throat> a person to do what they're trying to do. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is what tools generally do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a buzzsaw gives you the power of 10 men using, non-electric saws you know so it's yeah, like it's not people with saws going like anyone can fucking cut wood <laughs> <laughs> and so like ideally whatever these tools are <laughs> like the saw gang you know <laughs> like uh, no artistry anymore dude just wait until the axe gang hears about what saws can do so it used to be about a nice long stroke you know <laughs> now mastering that spinning circle who was it that was talking about this recently whoa tangent here we go no, it was just like, I think it must have been at the wedding because someone was talking about how it's like back when uh, like machines were starting to become a thing, like turn of the century, 1900s. Saw gangs. Uh, saw gangs were <laughs> so, around. It's uh, like John Henry and the railroad. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was something along the lines of people were like, oh, we're, we're losing our soul to automation and, and whatnot. But it was like that was the case and also not the case at the same time. Yeah, well, it, it can like what I was saying was the tool needs to empower the person. So like 
whatever it is, whether it's AI or anything else, like ideally what it's really doing is it's, it's empowering an artist yeah. to make even more art or make better art. And it's not necessarily replacing the artist. Yeah. And making more content. Someone know? is still making creative decisions based on that sort of like iterative loop. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like all we are here, you know, and everyone in this so room. So, prompt masters, really. Like, look, all, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, but no, seriously, everyone in this room, all we are, are just people who are like, man, I wish I could go to outer space, or man, I wish I could drive a cool robot with lasers, like, or, you know, we're just mm -hmm. man, I wish I could like beat that, up a robot. Except mm -hmm. all, we, the only difference is that we've just dedicated a lot of time <laughs> and lots of energy and time and resources and money into figuring out how to pretend how to do that or make people think that we're, you know, just like, to show a picture, like, I was thinking about this. It was pretty cool. I like thought you might want to we're, see it. So I spent some time. All we're trying to do, we're, we're just picture. spending yeah a lot of time getting, <laughs> yeah. re, finding a way to realize that in, in the world so that we can see it tangibly and share that with other people. Yeah. Um, and so I think that is a good argument as far as like, if someone can type Mortal Kombat Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, it's like, if that's their dream to see that, like, that's probably a good thing, I think. It's like the barrier to entry is dropping, but the bar for high quality is raising. You know, as like it gets easier to make stuff. We're getting more. Uh, what's the word for it? It's like selective about our tastes, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. you know, <gasps> yeah, what is considered good anymore? We also hit that difficult point where it's like. I mean, I can't imagine what it'd be like trying to break out now, like as like say just a graphic artist or like even like a CG artist. Like there's so many good CG artists out there. And I feel like the only leg up <clears throat> one can have these days <clears throat> is just having done it for so long. Cause like, you know, what's the one thing that somebody who's dedicated their life to it who's 20 years old doesn't have on somebody who's dedicated their life to it and they're 30 years old. It's like, well, 10 years of experience. You know, it's like that's yeah. kind of the only yeah. thing you can dedicate. It's, it's tough. Just, I mean, it's a little like there's a clear path when it comes to like like moving visuals because then it goes from pure aesthetics to like storytelling. Yeah, it makes that. Leap. There's a lot of stories to tell, still. and I mean, you can still do that with stills. Like, you know, there's you know plenty of awesome books that are illustrated out there too. That you know, yeah, they're just images, but when combined, they make <laughs> a story. You know, yeah. like I, I mean, that's where the true true magic is. And so, I mean, yeah, maybe Netflix has cracked the code, but. I mean, that's it's yeah. That's, yeah, their that's, stock price reflects that. Yeah. Well, other people are doing it, too, other than Netflix. I know. I was just our boy, our old boy, Jimmy C. I think it's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I think all the time about like 10 years ago where mm -hmm. it's like I remember everyone I knew had a web series and like a web comic. Yeah. Everyone was in like multiple bands. Um, yeah. I was like a web series. By the, I, I've, I have not heard that phrase. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys probably had a web series. Oh, yeah. Dude, everything on Netflix is a web series. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're bigger, right. Bigger budgets now. But like everybody had that like, all right, I'm going to use this new <clears throat> frontier to like kind of express myself or like uh, like when I was a teenager, everyone was in like five bands and I'm yeah. talking to like other people from my same old high school. Like nobody's in a band. And I think it is what you're saying. Like everybody can hear what polished good music sounds like you used to just have to be like a good musician in your group of like 20 friends and now it's like you know you're always comparing yourself you're gonna be in the instagram feed against like the whoever. best in the world and so i think that actually has been kind of that would be a little demoralizing demoralizing people a little bit and i think it's kind of a it's like here's the high score list except instead of it being your <clears throat> your town or your state it's the it's entire globe yeah 
But it yeah. also works the other way too, because it could also be very inspiring. I was telling you this earlier that like the work that you put out is so god dang inspiring <laughs> it because inspiring. it's incredible, high quality art. You and the fact that you're able to do it all on your own is incredible. And that inspires me because I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's possible. Let it be demoralizing. Let good. That's good. good. That was my goal. Get Ren. demoralized. <laughs> I, say, I say it till 5 a.m. And I'm like, this will destroy Ren. The, de- <laughs> the demoralizing you feel is just part of human nature's like a drive to be competitive. Like yeah. that, it's like a fundamental human aspect to see someone that's doing something better than you are. And want to beat them at it, and, and and demoralization is like a it's like that that's that's like a rite of passage in order to get better because mm-hmm. it's the only way you can see yourself for where you really are in your chain of like your growth. Yeah, and so I I think it's super important, and I, the music thing is like rings really hard with me because I've been writing crappy guitar music <laughs> for a really long time, and I just like release stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of crappier than everything else out there still. Like, no, still not, still not there. But like, <laughs> I'm getting closer, and I know I'm getting closer because I'm hearing the gap close. Like, I hear stuff from three years ago, five years ago, ten. It's like, oh no, like, it, yeah, it's it's actually getting closer. I'm like starting to understand that finally, and it's not something I invest all my time in because it's you know side stuff. But like, it takes that time and effort and energy and like motivation of like getting demoralized and overcoming that to to improve yourself. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. if you're to show 15 year old Sam. The albums that you've put out, yeah, 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 yeah by yeah. yourself, like, oh, like you'll, you'll eventually make mix mix some stuff that sounds decent. And I'm like, wow, cool. Like, <laughs> currently, my first my first song was recorded in Final Cut Pro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I was so <laughs> desperate to just record audio somewhere <laughs> that I just used Final Cut Pro. I didn't even have Garage GarageBand didn't mm. even exist yet. Dude, I, on, did you still have all your MP3s back in the day? Yeah, no, they're all sitting around somewhere. Sitting around somewhere. Yeah. Wait, yeah, the. Them. The same jams or older than that? Older. Oh, even older. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yep. But yeah, I mean, that's, but that's the thing that that is super crucial. It's like, it kind of sucks because it's in your face. That's just art, dude. But like, dude. The it, life it, of like, an artist. Yeah. I actually think it's interesting because like most filmmakers I know kind of glorify a bit that, that pure creativity of being a teenager running around in the backyard, like mm-hmm. with a camera making whatever. It's like, where, why can't we find like that energy? It's like, because we stop and we actually make it good now. Like <laughs> yeah. that, everything we made was bad and we wanted to <laughs> outgrow that. But um, at the same time, there is something like really good about that energy, which mm-hmm. um, it's the reason I've loved your guys' stuff because it's like, all right, can we keep that energy while also like elevating our craft? And I think you guys have really Thanks. You've done that really good. Yeah, Thanks, but that, I feel that, like you've done the same, honestly. Dude, it's the ape shit energy. Tried. The uh, the <laughs> pee episode that you were what? in. The what? The yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. where you're the pterodactyl dad. The entire the actual goal of that one, like, was or at least it wasn't when I first shot it. But looking back at it five years later, I'm like, this has some of that ape shit energy. Yeah. Like, and I want to actually bring my modern, like, the stuff I know how to do now to layer like a little bit of a uh, production value and CG and stuff on top of it, so it has that like drunk 26 year old like energy with some polish yeah. to just kind of like i don't know legitimize that stuff can suck you can have the ninja monkey humor if you want to and just like i don't know no Real i cool. know i appreciate no no seriously like that's a it's a the ape shit energy like I, I, you said that to me like i don't know like four four or five years ago in like a th- text or something but that like the concept has definitely stuck it's just <laughs> it's the idea of like all right yeah i'm better at using a camera now yes i can do more vfx stuff or like i understand like even all right, get it starting to get a better sense of like storytelling and beats and stuff like that. 
but all all you're doing is just using that as like kind of a like a crash pad effectively with a crazy idea and like it's 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 kind of like not it's like knowing which rules are okay to break so Mm -hmm. to speak too it's like that's the combination there well there's horseshoe you got a horseshoe theory here so when you're in high school and you're shooting a short video it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. right but you don't know that at the time no you don't i mean you're you want to make it good but it doesn't like you're not gonna get fired if you make a bad video right you're in high school yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it doesn't matter what happens nobody's gonna give a shit if your video is good or bad (laughs) you know and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to keep focusing on that. I'm going to get good at it. And like four or five years later, it really matters now if your videos are good or bad. Because you're like, I'm getting into this. I need to prove to the world. I'm like taking classes, whatever. And eventually, like you're getting a job in it. Now you're getting paid. Like it really matters. And then you do it for long enough again where it's like, okay, I've gone to enough film shoots now where like, I know I can probably handle it even if I don't prepare. And then you start to enter the, oh, I guess it doesn't matter again phase that you were in in high school. But now you have all this experience to like That's called guide you. jaded. <laughs> no but thing, I, not not mattering versus not caring is different okay because yeah. like going on to like dude i'm not gonna lie the son of a dungeon shoot for me it's it's the ape shit stuff where like frankly like i'm familiar with all the shots but it's nine episodes i'm not gonna over plan this stuff so we go on set it's like we watch a shot and we're like hey should we go ape shit on this and just have fun you know, <laughs> like, gotta do so much yeah. more you know that. what i'm saying like and that's what i'm so excited about yeah because it's like you've reached the point where it's as state of the art and now, like, the advancements are making it easier to use. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually kind of like, I mean, you had to put in a bunch of, like, front-loaded work to yeah, get front to that point. Work. But now you can, like, the actual process of shooting means you can get to a headspace where you don't have to worry too much about that. And you can just, like, let things get yeah, out. No, it's, normally, a green screen shoot is really, oh, yeah. you're always focused. On, yeah, it's engineering. Yeah, you're grabbing engineering. elements. You're not, like, in it. But yeah, now, yeah a, lot of, a lot of scenes now where Son of a Dungeon is like all four of us get into the space. They point the camera around so we can see where everything is. And then we just start like goofing around, like not goofing around necessarily, but like we start like, oh, would this be funny? Like, oh, Bob can jump and then the elevator shakes and we'll all wobble. And like, like we talk about, we don't even mention to D, but then D does it anyways because he's like in it also. And like you spill the space and you play in it. But like Sam made all the good graphics. Sure, but, but like it's, <laughs> and it's, it's all good it's, to go. It's, it's like the last shot we did on Friday is still the best example, and like it's it's just showing it's like, bridge. It's like a tiny peek into like what we can do is like I I, I forget what we what was, but it was like oh hey we're on a bridge oh but maybe you should be up and Ren would like we we're like hey Ren can you stand on these apple boxes? He's like sure. I was like oh sweet. It's like so suddenly Ren can now go like hey, here's something that would be fun. I could do this. I'm like, that is fun. Let's do that. And like, <laughs> yeah. we're just sitting there. Like, and then it was planned. All of it Collaboration. Is, is like, it's not, that wasn't even on our shot list. It's just like. That's right. That was a total bonus shot. It's like, it's not, it's not even planned. It's like, hey guys, you want to just do like wrap the day with a fun shot that doesn't, that no one is planned for. It's like, okay. It's like, all right. And we'll just do the coolest shot that we did all week, basically. And so now, now we're like, okay, how do we keep having fun with it? Yeah. It's all about being able to say, this is going to be fun. You, you, you want to do something fun? Everyone's like, yeah, sure. That'll be fun. Like, it's not like oh, another shot, you know, I feel like with, <laughs> with, uh, with virtual production, you've kind of reentered the stage of like black box theater slash interpretive, like dance or miming where it's like, oh. all right, there's going to be four of us. And like, we're going to make a scene. Like, it's like, why set up virtual production? We're going to get two seconds. Like, no, it's like, we're going to shoot for a minute or two minutes. And, but like, we can't talk. It's all body language and it's like wide shots and there's four of us. And we have like literally a box to play in. It's a big box, but it's still a box. So what's a fun interactive thing we can do with each other to tell a little one minute long story. And like, that's kind of what these days are becoming now. It's like, here's the moment in the story. Let's make a little skit, <laughs> you know, in that space. 
I love that so much. Yeah, I know. That's what the Mandalorian's kind of becoming. We're gonna get. <laughs> we need a green ladder, uh, and I, it would be cool to <clears throat> maybe we can have some of these big boxes, those big wood crates we still have. Mm. Make those green too. Mm-hmm. We need like green Legos. We need yeah. like literally a giant jumbo green Lego set to build out like mini mixed reality sets, and then you can have people climb it and jump off it and roll like, around. You know, it's like yeah. quadruple scale Apple boxes. Exactly. Yeah. We we have them. Let's get those like foam like kid fort like things. So it's like you got the big blocks. Dude, they're just get them all. Oh, this is kind of small, aren't they? No, I've seen some bigger ones. Okay. But you don't want pads. You know, the pads deform and then they create shadows and whatnot, even if they're green. Yeah, but you want to be able to roll on them and jump on them and like. Yeah, I know. I, but it, yeah, point taken. The point is we got to like see what we got for boxes. We maybe should see what they use at like Tempest or like free running gyms or like some of that kind of crap too. Like it'd be super, super useful. Yeah, but like that last shot of the day, like I'll I'll never forget the look on your face, Sam, because it's like we're trying to problem solve <laughs> how to get my because uh, the camera cannot go below the ground. It's real life. You know, you can't <laughs> no clip in real life. But uh, we're in this shot where it's like I'm walking across this bridge and we wanted the camera looking up at me on this little mini bridge here. So we're talking about like throwing down the crash pad or something for me to stand up on. And then Sam's like, oh, nah, nah. He had a he had an idea. And I was like, what was the idea? He's like, no, it's too sketch. And I instantly I was like, oh, you just said <laughs> the wrong sketch. thing, Sam. I am now all about whatever it is you're about to say. And he's like, well, you can maybe stand on the Apple boxes. And I was instantly like, yes, that's what we're going to do. So he stood these Apple boxes. You know, it's like one and a half, two feet tall. Uh, and I was New walking. New York style. New York style. Exactly. New York yeah. style. Like, and so like the twin quadruple t- towers there's like, four, there's like four twin no four individual towers that made up not so it was there's like anyway it's hard to, you, you, yeah. yeah but like that 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 was a thing that we kind of came up with in the moment it's like sure let's do it and being able to walk across apple boxes created this sort of uh like tension for me on screen because yeah. it's like i'm having to actually balance these on if these pillars big, these box pillars yeah. basically if it was if it was just a big crash pad i, I would have had to fake balancing and, and just walk across it you're on a tiny like slippery arch rock arch ledge and mm-hmm. and so it's like well yeah that's how you would act if you were up there on this really high skinny it's walkway like, very delicate because if I if I misstep, I will literally hurt myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that's was, how we like to do things at Corridor. <laughs> yeah. So when we do lightning spells, we'll have small <clears throat> tasers around. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you cast it, everyone's like, whoa! <laughs> like like <laughs> throw a taser. So it's not as powerful as actual lightning, but you know, right. just like we're saying here, it's Easy like acting. you'll still get hurt, but it won't be as bad as falling off a cliff, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I guess what I mean by that is that like that was that was a thing that came about and over the course of like maybe one minute. And then like executed on it in about like five, ten minutes. It, the next thing you know, we're like shooting the shot. That was a bonus shot to begin with and had already gone through like two or three iterations on the actual idea for for doing it. And then we were done and we got the shot. And it's like, well, that was dope. Yeah, it was actually just as easy as every other shot we had set up through that day, too. It was just the only the difference was it was fun. It was a fun idea. You know, I so. think my favorite moment about that, though, was. Uh, the pop-out green screen we threw down because Carmichael oh, was filming and he was way off to the side and so we've got the big green screen that goes down and then out onto the ground a ways but that green screen on the ground does end and then it's just the regular concrete floor and so Carmichael was out and he wanted to be able to look down into the the chasm underneath this bridge but when he pointed the camera down the was- live feed was only showing him the ground and so uh, I think Christian pulled out the pop-out green screen threw it down on the ground and suddenly 
There was it was a portal. Oh, fine. And it was like it was literally like the freaking black hole portal from Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> that you just throw down on the ground and now it's an act you could fall through it. Really it, it was funny. like the embodiment of that. It was like, whoa. I think we all just kind of like took a moment to kind of be like, yo. I know. Now we have to have that on set all the time. For yeah. Whenever we pan the camera off the green screen and look at something, we have a little portal there yeah. where we can see what we're trying to look at. <laughs> I love the idea of you guys being able to build an actual set. And just having, because it's so weird seeing where the green screen ends, mm -hmm. especially when like the ground plane is lined up with the digital environment, because it just like, there's no parallax shift or anything. It's just digital world, practical, all moving together. And mm -hmm. so the idea of like using that to like yeah. have this intricate, complicated, like where's the CG start oh, and like yeah. the real life end, like you can't, you can't tell like at all. It's just completely, and you get to shoot in both as if it's like practical. Yeah. yeah. That's so the, the dream setup. It's dope. It's pretty cool. I mean, a big thing for me this year has been the the mantra of fewer, like less VFX, more footage. So like the more I can get done in camera, the better. And so far, my focus on that front has been like AR based stuff. Like last fall, I was able to basically do a whole photo scan of me, bring that into Mixamo with the textures and add a random animation to that and then send that from Mixamo to Adobe Arrow, which is their AR thing. And then. I would open up my phone and then have that animation just on my phone. And just like that, I had a life-size one-to-one scale version of me doing the freaking Michael Jackson Mixamo dance, uh, just tracked <laughs> in real time in, in, in the footage, you know? And it's like, okay, the quality still isn't quite there yet, but it's a matter of time. Is it this year's iPhone, <clears throat> next year's iPhone that will have the better AR tracking in the rendering to kind of like get it to the point where it's like good enough that you're like yeah that's a sweet shot and all i had to do is just download a model get it on my phone and we shoot the take and now it's just footage i don't have to like take this and make it a vfx shot later even if it's a simple vfx shot mm -hmm. like the more of that the better and unreal engine is like the super high level version of that yeah or the virtual production i should say yeah, it is i couldn't believe somebody sent me a link to a model on my phone and I was like, phones can't open models. And it opens <laughs> up the camera. And I'm like, yeah, you idiot. And then it's like, no, we put the model in real life here. <laughs> it's like we put it, we placed it behind the couch. It's just there in the yeah, space. Yeah, the real world like, occlusion. Wait, what? We could do it's one of those it's like, like oh, we can happen? do that. And not just like, it's like I don't see any models. Like, oh, it's like hiding behind my sofa. I have. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so funny. I love that when you load that up, you don't know where it's gonna appear. So you'd have to kind of like look around, like, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> well like the th uh the 3d scanning app polycam is is great for that because you can save out the scan that you literally just got as a usdz file and you could text message that so i will send those uh models to friends of mine who are who know nothing about visual effects or cg models or anything photo scans and i just say tap that and then point it at the ground and they're like uh, okay and then they do it and it's like whoa <laughs> so like i just got a new one wheel tire the enduro tire and I took a 3D scan of it and I sent it to Jeff, the guy who designed the tire. Really? And I was like, just open this and point your camera at the ground. He was like, okay. And he was like, whoa, that was pretty sick. <laughs> what I love is that it is a uh, two scale too. Yes. Yeah. Which is or at least incredibly underrated. LIDAR, but it's like, yeah. Like I was saying, um, that might be useful for you guys too. Um, I did scan my baby son. That's so true. I could like Do track I, how much me grew. too. I have a 3D picture. <laughs> I, I have a 3D ca capture of my daughter sleeping because that's the only yeah, way they're same. still. Yeah. Yeah, but you got now. I, now I've got like a yeah. I've got this like huge CG right baby right here. Space? This huge. <laughs> He's in the daughter space. You want to see this huge baby in here? 
<laughs> such a big baby. Oh my god! Massive youngest child. Oh my god! A baby so the size of a so hippo. So real too. It's like you have like the parents who take a, a single picture of their kid every day for their whole life. It's like no, now we're at the point where the parent is taking a three D scan of their kid every day just to kind of <laughs> like show the evolution. Pose. And then we'll run them through uh, Russian 3D uh, scanner and create blend shapes between all of them. And that way we can have the most ultimate morph oh my of God. the 3D models across time. Wait, what is this Russian thing? It's called Russian 3D scanner. It's literally called Russian 3D. Is this, wait, is this an app? Is this a it's, desktop it's, program? It's made for taking like uh, 50 photo scans of someone's head in different expressions oh. and then remeshing them and turning them into blend shapes with Same texture thing. blending. <gasps> so when you do this, you go like wrinkles. Whoa, you got, you got all your maps of the wrinkles and stuff as the expression changes. Really complicated crap. Yo. Don't have time to mess with it. Yo. Why I'm... did they pick a name? Why didn't, why, sorry, why didn't they pick a name? <laughs> Why it's literally called just Russian, called Russian, Russian 3. 3D Scanner. Well, that's their URL. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Man, I'm still like, I have been begging the developers at Cinema 4D or at Maxon to incorporate this one simple feature when it comes to UV maps. And Blender has it as a button. And that's, and that's like basically retargeting a texture from one model to another model. Let's say you get a 3D scan of of a shoe right and you're like cool but it's like a really high resolution mesh and it's not good topology and whatnot there's great automatic uh retopologizing features out now that you get like really nice geometry on it and and there's really good auto unwrapping features for the uvw maps and it's like great but i just want to take my nice the original texture and put it on the new one and in blender it's literally just a retargeting bakeout yeah. type deal in Cinema 4D, I have to literally like duplicate the model, do a normal move on the polygons to expand them outwards, kind of like ballooning it outwards a little mm -hmm. bit. I have to put an ambient light into the scene. And on that second model, after reversing the normals, I have to put a chrome material on it, oh, a yeah. perfectly chrome material with an ambient light, and then bake out the reflection map oh, interesting. Of, of that to use that as the new diffuse texture on that same model which i also had to duplicate again because i don't want to have to like undo the normal move oh God, i did I so it's like and it's like the super annoying process and it's like with the rise of photo scanning and and like wanting to ah it's like make this easy this should be easy it should be a button blender does it can i tell you one step like further because i only got into this a lot in the past year i may have even messaged you about this like we'll do a scan um in the studio then I take the HDRI. I've actually then, been, we've only texted over this. I've been wanting to talk to you more about I it. I take an HDRI in that exact location. I make another version of the model uh, that's just like grayscale with the uh, lit with the HDRI. So it's actually digitally calculating the light. Like I'm making a texture map of just the light hitting it uh, that was there at the actual location. So you're actually making a scanning spot, let's say in a studio. You're like, all right, I'm going to put this plant a, right a here. Fixed spot in space where all the lights are. Yeah. And, you, and you'll do the scan of that. And then once you're done with the scan, you'll create an HDRI yourself in that same exact spot. 360 high dynamic range. Yeah. Image yeah. that captures the entire environment lighting from that location. Uh, and digitally, I set them both back up so I can calculate the light hitting the model. Then I can literally it's as easy as just dividing those values from the original texture map about this and that delights that just straight delights like the the model and it's you a have delighting it just, thing yeah yeah and it works bizarrely <clears throat> bizarrely well it's one of those things you're like 
I didn't think about that. And now that you're talking about it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like anytime you photo scan something, you are literally baking in the lighting that is there. But what you're doing is you're now taking the HDRI and kind of doing like an inversion of that to kind of like subtract out the darkness or subtract out the lightness. It's 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 like, yeah, I I had it took a while for me to like wrap my head around it. Like, well, how can you just divide out light? And then it's like all of those different blend blend modes are just literally like add is literally just adding the stupid pixel value. I loved your deep dive into how <laughs> yeah. screen works. Where yeah. you're like, it's like, okay, take the inverse of these two images, multiply those pixel values together, and then re-invert it again. And that is literally how screen works. <laughs> and then I was able to just do that with like a node setup of like, all right, invert, divide, invert. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. And that means because you can't divide to like zero, you divide like, you know, 0.5 by like 0.1, you're getting like, a tenth of point like it's just getting closer to zero and then when you invert that that means it's going to be like almost to the white point but it's always going to round off nice and clean because that was the difference between screen and ad is that ad would always like go blazing past doesn't care about one it'll pure pure adding and and a linear just takes the higher of the two right no 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 screen usually has a little bit more of like a dampened fall off than ad because it's 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 doing this sort of like weird sort of like like asymptote type deal to the to the highlights, whereas ad is just like literally adding the values, which in a linear workflow is the correct way to do things. Like when we were Whoa. idiots compositing in After Effects mm-hmm. and like the two point two gamma, it's the reason screen was the one we liked more than ad because ad just was like crazy, <laughs> and it's like it's switching to linear. So we were all at TFN at the same time, I think. Right, TFN, uh, the Force.net. Oh yeah, yeah. For for fan films back uh, in like two thousand four. Oh, yeah. That was before my time. Everybody I know now is somehow correlated to like that space. And I just think that's so it was such like a time to be in a place that that wanted to do wacky. Do you remember that one short that was like it was like a Sith double bladed guy. If I had another guy and I think they did all the capacity and was it combustion? Duel? Duel? Was it the one with the cool ship on the side of the cliff? Because that was yeah, that was so good. (laughs) Duel. (laughs) Duel. My short film duel or two guys fight. <laughs> all, of them, all the best ones are just like one word that like it was kind of a cool word. But that was yeah. because you couldn't uh, just put your video on the Internet. Like web space was uh, I don't know if it was more expensive or if I was just 14. But like you had to appease some video streaming. Yeah. God. Like Adam film. There was always like a process. And so yeah. people are trying to make films good enough that like <clears throat> the force.net would host their fan film. And all of these things are like, you know, I had uh, my friend Teague posted a tutorial for people like. Look, having five megabytes per minute of video is that is unacceptable. <laughs> That's way too big. You're going to use Sorensen Squeeze three or whatever and like get it down to two megabytes Sorensen per minute. Squeeze. No one will ever need more more pixels than that. The first video I ever two actually megabytes made and put per together. Minute. That's like just a garbled it's like so calculator. Small. Dude, GIFs are higher quality than that. Yes, <laughs> But yeah, no, the first video I ever made, which I actually put effort into, I, re- I edited it together. I did a voiceover narration. Duality. 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 <laughs> it wasn't du- duality. It was duality. duality. And he released duality. like all of the behind the scenes and stuff, too. And it was just like there's certain people who are just like eight years ahead of their time. Did the graphics and duality, the graphics, the they were so good, oh. man. Look at that. Yeah, I frame by framed all of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. Some 3DS Max shit. <laughs> Dude's like, well, he's talking to this dude and like, oh, Blair. I mean, we'll have to link. Can we link to that stuff? With the, the thing podcast? is, it's, it's dated it's rendering technology, but it's still like artfully done. Yeah. 
Which goes, I mean, we were literally talking about that earlier today with the deep fakes and how, like, and the reason why (laughs) Jurassic Park holds up. It's like, the rendering quality (laughs) is second to the artistry. Oh, man, I remember can, If you can really, like, tailor what you're making to be artfully done, it will hold up regardless of time. You two people with two, is it one guy? We're watching duality with a double, (laughs) double bladed sword fight. (laughs) Wait, is it one guy fighting himself? I, I think it is. Look at the contacts. I think that's why it's called duality. Oh no. oh no. We got a little Marco von Moos over here. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone was always I bet it looks pretty cool. Like Ryan Weaver, he's floating around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere. Yes, dude. I reached out to him to come yeah. on to the show. Oh uh, yeah. Uh and he, his response was I thought this day might come. <laughs> <laughs> but he lives out in Arizona, and so we'll make it happen uh, at some point. He used um, to be here. Yeah, yeah, no, he's cool. Dude, Ryan versus Dorkman lightsaber fights <laughs> was like very uh, huge. Very inspirational for me back in the day. But yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I was saying a moment ago, like the first thing I ever made was a tutorial on how to get the scarab gun in Halo 2. Mm. And I tried uploading it to the internet before YouTube was a thing. It was like, it was, I think it was Christmas break 2004. And I was trying to like upload this. And the only website I could do it on was like gametrailers.com or something like that. It was like super early days of hosting. And I don't know. It's 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 one of the most cringy videos ever. I'm really glad it doesn't exist. You film your TV with the camera? No, no, it was actually a proper like game capture setup. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, which our family computer just happened to have a video card with component in, and huh. so uh, or aux in. It was like the red, yellow, yellow one, and yeah. and white composite. Composite, I thought had a three additional wait uh, component. Right. It was component or something. Whatever. Because whatever the Xbox S cable video. was. The S video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all S video. Um, yeah, no, it was like, that was oh, my composite. only foray into. Sorry, not that anyone cares anymore. Into like making stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, I, I, all of that that you guys are talking about, I was like, that wasn't even in my dreams possible. Yeah. Did you, did you guys, do you guys remember uh, mm. Revelations? Star Wars Revelations, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. book. No, it was just this fan film. Oh, it was like oh, four, get... six months. It was dude, like, I... <laughs> dude, I got all these old Star Wars books, and like I've got like. Also, I have these the the, the complete guide to books, where like mm. the complete guide to starships, the complete guide to characters, and like Gideon was like, "Hey, well, let's read this one this morning." I'm like, "All right." So we start flipping through it. And I'm like, just getting sad because it keeps going to characters that are like retconned. <laughs> It's like uh, Jason's and Jaina Solo, Han Solo and Leia Organa's twins. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this was a brighter time. This was <laughs> this was a much better time when the canon like kind of made sense and was like cool. And I was yeah. just really sad. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's just like, oh, all this stuff in this book is not means nothing anymore. <laughs> like nothing. This is if they deleted this whole. That wait, whole, those books were burned five years ago. How they did you were burned. Escape with I, know, I know. I know. I. Maybe I shouldn't be telling people I have one. I wouldn't. I might get killed. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tragic. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am forcing to wrap up my podcast. Yeah. It's time for me to go home. I'm also eager to get out of here for a very specific reason. <laughs> Brand got his GT today. Yeah. He's gonna be one Which I all night. Purchased full price on my own for the record. Yes. <laughs> Take that, which, haters. Which, yeah, uh, I won't say what? anything more about it. Don't That's not true. He's going to be saying more things about it in the future. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be subscribed to not miss them. Yeah, follow it around on Instagram to hear what he thinks about it. Actually, I look forward to hearing your GT review. Me too. And uh, compared to my GT review. 
<laughs> and we'll take the two numbers and add them together and divide them by. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you got to no, invert, invert both of them and then multiply, multiply them multiply together them. and then reinvert. The screen then never comes back <laughs> the TV and see that what the actual even. score is. I was yeah. this close to going home for lunch instead of going out with you guys just so that I could bring the GT into work to get it charging. <laughs> <laughs> well, instead, you got memories. Instead, <laughs> thanks for the memories. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks podcast. for joining us. We managed yeah. to not even complain about Adobe stuff at all. <laughs> that gets you canceled. No. But, dude, <laughs> no this, by the way, just for anyone listening, this Adobe like heat that's been happening has actually uh, been quite positive. Not gonna lie. Like yeah. from the people, I'm not gonna say who, but certain people have been reaching out that I'm very surprised to hear from. Uh, and uh, Adobe cool. people are non-Adobe people. Like the no. inventor of fusion. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, Ian was telling us at lunch that literally he switched over to fusion like recently, like a month or two ago. And I'm oh, yeah. trying to make that switch right now too. Yeah. It's easy. Great. All right, we'll talk Which about is- that more on the next podcast. <laughs> because it's a three, two, one.